0: Kevin, is it absence or distance makes the heart grow fonder?
1: Uh, well, in our case, it was both. And it always is.
0: Okay, because I... I love seeing your face right now. Because I didn't get to see it last week. I was on the family cruise. I did survive. Uh, It was an experience I never hope to repeat. Um we kids had fun, and I believe my extended family enjoyed it. So, unfortunately, their enjoyment was muted by the horribly violent responses I received from the audience of not having an episode last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had to kind of lay low. You know, somebody doxed me, I think, and I had some angry listeners staked out around my block property. And uh, yeah, I think we gotta we gotta feed the hungry lions, man.
0: It's a cool thing to know that you're part of someone's weekly routine. But in the same respect, I don't like to feel physically vulnerable by threats made from people I've never met online to listen to the show. Well at least you were out at sea and immune from it, although they may have been pirates who listen to us. In fact, they probably are pirates. I love pirates. Anywho, uh, next Wednesday, so this upcoming Wednesday, it's a forgotten tradition, I think, in a lot of households. I think there's a Catholic bias towards this in my own household, but I do know other people who are non-denominational, heck, not even Christian, that practiced... What I like to call the preview of Christmas, St. Nicholas Day. So Uh the tradition of hanging up or laying out your stocking. And before the grand event, the explosion of presents that is Christmas, we always had St. Nicholas in our house who dropped us a little shekel in the stocking to kind of warm us up and remind us, I'm still watching you. You're in December, but you're not quite to the end. So uh, when
1: you introduced the topic, I got to say, part of me thought, what is this heathen craziness that you've brought to my attention? Because I did not know that existed. And then the other half of me just got really jealous because I had to wait until December 25th. Aside from the advent calendar, let us not underestimate the value of having chocolate and sugar every morning for twenty four days, especially during the school part of the calendar.
0: I really appreciate the doorbuster, get you in the store, get you in the meeting to sell you a timeshare advent calendar. It's like you wanna know <laughs> about us Christians? Well, we we'll start giving you chocolates every day until we lead up to the birth of our Savior. Yeah, that one always I thought
1: it was... It was kind of a ripoff, though, because it only went until December 24th. So Christmas morning, it's like, what? I don't get a piece of chocolate.
0: That's where your mom always came out with a giant Santa Claus, hollow Santa Claus, the one that you bite into, just like the hollow Easter bunny, and just explodes into 40 pieces. So, St. Nicholas Day. Now, you got to think of the dimensions of a stocking. So It's very important. Right. Very important for this category. For the topic, for, for the topic alone, it's extremely important because, you know, you're not fitting the USS flag in a stocking.
1: No, sir.
0: You're not fitting a big wheel into a stocking. Nope. You're not fitting a Sega Genesis into a stocking. Uh, also, no. You're, you're fitting into a stocking candy, you know, maybe a fig. I always had a. Sometimes they could slide a fig into the stocking. Uh, you know, you're getting maybe a video game cartridge. You're getting, I don't know, maybe a letter from Santa, which I got every year that was like, hey, I'm still watching. Um, yeah. You know, some they cookies, something. So you're getting something small enough to fit in a stocking. So on today's show, we're always thinking childhood because honestly, I couldn't care less about getting gifted anything now as an old, old fogey. In fact, most of the things that you want when you get to be a certain age, you just end up buying because you need them. So... Uh, Wow. Yeah.
1: Look at you, Mr. uh, Selfless, you know, giver and not receiver or taker. Yeah, I... I got... I'm the bad guy here. I still want... I still want stuff. I want an Allosaurus jaw and skull. I want a Megalodon draw. You know, I never did get the USS flag. I never did get... Well, eventually I got my ad app, but I didn't get it back then. But do yeah.
0: you, But can you fit that in a stocking?
1: No. Well, I guess you could in, uh, you know, an allosaurus stocking.
0: Yeah. Or if the Jolly Green Giant's stocking was your stocking. Yeah. So, I'm just going to kick it off. I actually was initially struggling to talk about or find some memorable stocking stuffers that I got on St. Nicholas Day. But as they so often do, the figs that I still have in my collection from being a child, they kicked me into high gear. Because I walked past my man case, and in the front of my man case... Is a beautiful four and a half inch original Kevin Costner as Robin Hood in Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. The 1991 Kenner Toy Line, which on the secondary market now. So remember we talked about Scareglow being like seven thousand dollars?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can get five,
0: a, 5, <laughs> it five thousand dollars. Whatever of us. You can get a you can get an on card back. Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves action figure for retail price. Nineteen
1: ninety one retail
0: price. in twenty twenty three. It, it apparently it's not a sought after uh, toy line that adults collect because <laughs> I was shook by the eBay prices of on card back Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I I love those action figures. I th- I mean, for for. Zero points of articulation. They're, they're terrible. The weapons were... I lost every single... I, I think as I opened the package, I lost the weapons that came with them. Like one of them yeah, came oh. with a longbow. <clears throat> one of them came with a crossbow. But I distinctly remember one year, and I had the same stocking my entire life. My mom, God bless Karen O'Callaghan, she still has my stocking from like 1989. And hangs it up every year at her house on the mantel. It's got like sprinkle sequence on it that spells Kevin. And like it's <laughs> pretty sure it's got some macaroni on there from whoever's craft show she bought it from. But I remember sticking my hand into my stocking and pulling out a 91 Robin Hood Prince of Thieves longbow Kevin Costner action figure.
1: That's pretty awesome, man. I did not know those existed, but I have to believe, and look, I'm a Kevin Costner fan. I like Kevin Costner, but I have to believe that if you could find Morgan Freeman's uh, Moore character, maybe it goes for a little more than retail.
0: On the the simple uh, fact of one of the most iconic lines in the history of film, That you and I always use breaking down racial barriers. Why did God paint you? (laughs) Did God paint you? It's such a great, yes. (laughs) Did God paint you? Uh, that movie, which I think one day we'll have to do a, we'll have to do a less than action action movies review. Uh, that movie's not like what you would expect from ninety ninety one action movies, but that movie's awesome.
1: Let me summarize it in the way that my good friend and your close to neighbor Pat Zuba once framed it up. He said, "You know that was a that was a good movie, man. I mean, it was it was pretty good." I didn't. Have, yeah, it was
0: a little stupid. Frankly, it was stupid. It's so. <laughs> that was his progression. In the, the, 15 seconds. Kevin, the, z- the zero attempt to speak in an English accent? Like, did, did Costner have his agent negotiate? Listen, we'll do this movie about Robin Hood because y'all are going to sell a lot of tickets if my boy's in this movie, but he's not even going to attempt to sound English. I almost think that, and wow, we are really getting off on a tangent. Who cares? I, I almost think, because
1: there's a hint of it in a few scenes, and I think they just shot it out of sequence, and like on the third day of filming, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with
0: this. She's going to scrap the English accent altogether. Or well, are we going to reshoot? Nah, keep rolling. Whatever, it, was, go. it was as ridiculous as when they put an action star, a limited action star in an action movie, and they just call him his first name because I don't want to confuse him at all by having his first name be something that's not his character. Um, but yeah, the, the 91 and it, it's in the man, it's in the man case behind my shoulder here. Little guy. He's got his little Robin. He's got his hood on. And again, weapons gone. Those, those exploded out of the package and were lost immediately. 91 Kenner, Robin Hood, Prince of themes, long, longbow action figure. Kevin, what do you got? Well,
1: I, uh, first of all, let's be clear, because you brought up a very important point about the dimension of the stocking. Yes. So yes. just for uh, people's uh sort of spatial orientation, my Christmas stocking, which I also still, or my parents also still have and put out, um, from uh, probably the time I was born. Um, it's probably, I'm guessing like six inches wide, maybe, but it's pretty long. It's like, maybe a foot and a half two feet long something like that <clears throat> so there's a fair amount of depth to it so yeah okay it, you know a, a decent amount of stuff in it um now again mine were hung by uh my families were hung by the chimney with care uh but i did not get to delve into them until santa you know populated them um on christmas morning so Christmas morning, first thing you do, you run downstairs, trample your sister, bash through everything in the kitchen, probably knock over something that your mom just heated up, and then saw what Santa had set out, which you looked at, rifled through, and then immediately grabbed your stocking. That's how it went. So stocking, first thing, sticking out of the top, more than likely, it's got a card back on it. More than likely, we're talking Star Wars or G.I. Joe guy, Um, always a welcome addition to stocking on Christmas morning and often a welcome prelude to what could lie under the tree in terms of a vehicle.
0: You know what I'm saying? So you just touched on a super important part. And as you so often do, you know, I'm going to beat this to death, but. 60% 60% of this show, 90% of my heart. The, the St. Nicholas stocking stuffer. My parents were, you know, they were in cahoots with St. Nick. And oh, yeah. I think the, the three of them always worked out. Like, we want Kevin to, we want him to stay on task. We've managed to quell his undiagnosed childhood ADHD and get him to behave pretty hardcore for the month of November and December, just on the Santa Claus. So we want to show him what could be if he stays on the path. Right. So as so excellently stated, like you just did mine mine's, in the St. Nick realm was typically a preview of things to come.
1: Yeah. I think it's important because, you know, Christmas is all about anticipation, right? Well, I mean, part of Christmas is about anticipation. I mean, it's
0: not so it's, much about the birth of our Lord and Savior. It's more about anticipation. No,
1: no I mean, you know, who needs that? You know, <clears throat> it's not like that's important. Yep. But um, anticipation builds throughout the year. It builds certainly throughout the month. It builds big time Christmas Eve, but it continues in your case, from St. Nick's Day forward, in my case, from like stocking forward, it's all part of a big preview of what's next, and that really goes throughout the day until you know every the last thing's unwrapped and you know spilled upon the ground.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I highly highly, highly almost digital HD clarity. remember one year when I got the technodrome, I got Krang in a stocking stuffer. St. Nicholas threw down Krang because I was, like, on the path that year. And I got Krang, and I'm like, I mean, I'm really grateful for getting Krang, but I just don't really want him without the Technodrome. (laughs) And St. Nicholas and my parents that year, they worked in tandem to preview my little body for the explosion of excitement that happened the morning that I woke up, came out of my bedroom before everyone else and saw the techno drone box beside the Christmas tree and had what I think has turned into my adult heart issues. The first major heart incident of my life (laughs) where my heart skipped 14 beats and threw the biorhythm of my body off back in the early nineties.
1: Well, Technodrome will do that
0: to you. The good thing about what you were getting, too, is those Star Wars card backs from the vintage figs... Yep. Those very easily... You... I'm just spitballing here. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You might have been able to squeeze two of those in the, the stocking.
1: Yeah. In, it's funny you mention that, because in my uh, fatherhood... Faja
0: Hood Kevin, please. My, my
1: and in my kids' younger days, I, in fact, did squeeze a couple of uh, of actual figures into their stockings. So, yes, it can be done. It was done. And uh, God and St. Nick willing, it was done.
0: I can definitely see putting the card backs against each other like this. You know, card back to card back. Not plastic to plastic, but card back to card back. And dipping it right into the stocking you fit into. Yeah, for sure. For Another sure. thing. By the
1: way, by the way, really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we say figs, we're talking about action figures, not the fruit of like the Middle East. Because when you first said that you had the figs from your childhood, I'm like,
0: uh, No, <laughs> why I. Is
1: that, uh, why is that on your shelf? <laughs> I,
0: I could I could tell you, with an extreme amount of confidence. If I got figs, as in the nasty fruit that you kind of have to soak in something and put them in something else to make it taste better, because if you eat one by itself, it's disgusting. If I got actual figs when I was a kid in my St. Nicholas stocking, uh, I knew what was on the horizon. So I was going to go all out horrible for the rest of the month of December. I knew coal <laughs> was coming. I knew the only thing I was getting on the Christmas tree was coal because – that would be an accurate prelude into coal is here's a couple of figs
1: That's a great point. I mean, let's face it. The stocking is no place for health
0: no or fruit or perishable items. no I mean I can no, re- no. I can recall getting forgetting candy in my stocking having my mom put the stocking away bringing it out a year later and be like oh wow there's a butterfinger at the bottom of that Oh still good Dude, that
1: you kind of it kind of stole one of mine a little bit it's okay you can, so I'm gonna hold on to it all right well What's your
0: next one? I, I just What's your next one? I, I'm thinking dimensions I'm thinking depth there was not a year of my childhood. St. Nicholas Day, where I did not receive copious amounts of candy. All right. All and, right. and I could always... Please cue up your Beavis and or Butthead voice for what I'm about to say. You got, you got it ready? <laughs> okay. Yep, I'm ready. I could, I could, I could always uh, take it off the mantle and hold the bottom weight in my hand... The sack He <laughs> 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 just let hold the sack. <laughs> but I could hold the sack of my stocking. <laughs> and I could always know I'm like, wow. <laughs> I have a heavy sack, Beavis and or yeah, you know, you could see, like, you know, there's, like, a big load in there. You know, it's like... <laughs> I had a heavy sack of candy. I could just <laughs> tell by the weight, you know what I mean? And I would – I always had – I was thinking on the All-Star team, you know, at, at starting point guard, the Reese's Christmas trees. Yeah. You know, at small forward, the Butterfinger bells. You remember those things that used to come out every year? The jingle bells that were Butterfingers.
1: Uh no, but I thought you had a butterfinger aversion.
0: Well, I tell you what. Well,
1: you may have you may have gotten them and not
0: eaten them. Yeah, I I, I, I would I really wanted my butterfinger every year on Halloween, <clears throat> and these were like, so we're talking ratio. This is probably the economics background coming out of me. These are total Pareto principle 80-20s. The jingle bells that had the butterfingers in them, eighty percent hard chocolate. Your traditional milk. Hard chocolate, twenty yeah. percent Butterfinger. So you could eat them with the flavor of Butterfinger without getting the mouth guard of Butterfinger plaque in your mouth.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the one episode Irene actually listened to, and she thought we were onto something with the Butterfinger. Bit. It's
0: true. You could literally form that into a mouth guard if you needed to in a, in a, in a pinch. Uh, I always had some type of generic hollowed out Santas, so like a six pack of Santas where the wrapper was a Santa, the mold was a Santa and you bit into it, and there was nothing inside of it. It was just the shell of a Santa. Ah, what a ripoff! Yeah, I, I think there were dollar store grabs, but, you know, my mom did her best with St. Nicholas towards the end. And then <sighs> Jolly Rancher candy canes. Ooh. Jolly Rancher wow. candy canes were huge at my house. My sister, who, she asked me to do this a few episodes ago, so maybe I'd just take the time to do it. Uh, my sister Katie now, in her 30s, is a beautiful woman. Great figure, just destroys Peloton after Peloton after Peloton workout. But as a child, my parents probably should have had her taken by CPS for her morbid, morbid obesity.
1: Yes, we've been over how much you uh, were overly harsh on your poor sister and how miraculous it is that she survived a household with your judgy eyes,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much judgment you'll need. I might even put a photo of her from like age nine on, on the reel for this uh, for this episode just to let people know. I'm not being a jerk. I'm actually being uh, clinical in my diagnosis of her childhood obesity. But she's a total smoke show now. Tom, Katie, love you. Happy wedding. Um, last thing oh, I, I always had in my stocking, and I wanted, I wanted your thoughts on this. Yeah. I feel like you're going to know this immediately from the description candy cane shaped hollow plastic tube filled <laughs> with yes my bravo, my good friend
1: why did every time saint Nick showed up he just always had a few of
0: those on him that I that was oh it's it's like I don't know it's kind of like uh it's your introduction into the sugar coma you're gonna put yourself in over the course of Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then usually the day after Christmas. Yeah, but just so, and
1: and you know, Santa's a smart dude. Always, okay? like yeah, you, you can't sometimes. just think of the logistics involved with his operation. Okay, he he's he's a a sharp tack, but but I have to say, the plastic hollowed out M and M filled candy cane. They represent a little bit of an oversight on the big guy's part because we talked about how when you open your action figures, and I've done the same, you know, as soon as you pop that thing off the card bag, it explodes. You're lucky if you find the figure itself, you're definitely not finding the weapons and the backpacks and all that stuff. They're gone, especially when they're mingled amongst. Other stuff on the ground like wrapping paper. Oh my goodness, and, yes. You know, boxes and whatever. <laughs> so what inevitably happened, anytime you opened that huge cumbersome candy cane thing, the hard plastic end of it, like the handle part, you pop that thing off. Usually you crack the thin plastic part that connects to it and the M&Ms went everywhere. They were gone. They were like in the carpet already. They were in the fireplace. You were lucky if you ended up with like sixteen of them
0: left. It's such an accurate description of every single time I opened one under the age of like seventeen. Because what I ended up figuring (laughs) out, (laughs) what I ended up figuring out way later in life, like as Derek Zoolander hits the top of a computer in Zoolander, ah!" I, I, I decided to start twisting them. (laughs) and wow the paper rips pretty good if you twist them but exactly what you just described would happen every single time i took the candy top off i would pull the red candy cane loop off of it just shred the paper grip so hard on the plastic it would explode and you'd end up with like nine red and green m&ms in the actual tube Yes, you should not need an
1: engineering degree to open a piece of candy. But you apparently do, or, you know, you lose basically all of the the fruits of your labor. Because that was, you know, that may be the only piece of candy you got on Christmas morning. Yeah, Thanks, Advent Calendar.
0: Yeah, way to go, Advent Calendar.
1: So, you already touched on it earlier, but uh, another prime candidate... To uh, be wedged down into the middle section of the Kevin Watts stocking, we're talking especially in prime NES years. There's a pretty decent chance I'm getting a Nintendo game.
0: Okay, 85 Nintendo. Yeah, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, you know I I I know for a fact I got multiple Nintendo games for Christmas over the years. I can't recall specifically which one I got in a stocking, but I'm virtually certain cuz it's almost the perfect dimension to fit into my stocking.
0: Yeah, even with the VHS like sleeve that the Nintendo cartridge came in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, yeah, I, so you're onto the big one. Yeah, you're onto something there because video game cartridges in our era we're talking what, Kev? Nintendo? Yep. Super Nintendo? Yep. When are you maxing out in terms of your video game lineage usage?
1: Um, I actually, because of my kids, I, I have owned every PlayStation version there is. But I stopped being an active purchaser and user at... Uh, PS2 was the last one I really jammed
0: out on. Okay. I was trying to think of this the other day because uh, shout-out to Keith, Joe, and Dave for doing an excellent episode on Monday on the Time Blaster Toy Podcast about N64. Ooh, okay. Highly recommend it. I might even link it in this episode. But, um, awesome. They did a whole history of N64 and like the games that came out year by year. <clears throat> and I was thinking about it. That really is my last gaming system that I went ham on. And I remember one year for, for, for St. Nicholas, uh, he came a couple years late with NHL 93 on Super Nintendo. <laughs> you remember the one with the glitch?
1: Uh, I didn't play the Super Nintendo. I only played the Genesis
0: version. Kevin, there was a glitch... As so many there's so many famous glitches. Like there's a famous glitch in Mike Tyson's punch out. There's a famous glitch in the original Mara. The glitch in NHLPA ninety three was a wraparound. If you got the puck and you did a wraparound up the left boards and then came behind the net and did a wraparound, you could score incessantly.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, so the the Genesis version, which I played like all throughout college and when I was at my cousin's house and stuff, like it was
0: the deek. Like it was right, left. Boom, backhand nailed usually. it and, yeah, like you almost couldn't miss. Yeah. That. NHL I got NHL ninety three sorry. NHL PA ninety three, which I don't understand. There must have been some weird trademark where they couldn't use any but they, it was NHL PA ninety three and I think
1: it might have been because they had to license the players' names through the player association or something.
0: That but wow. anyway. It sounds like somebody who's got a law degree.
1: <laughs> I just made that up. I <laughs> no, you're true,
0: probably, but <laughs> you're probably you're probably 100 correct, like you usually are. Um, but I, I I had that game, and I think I got it in like '96. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Where it was like. Oh great. Uh Paul Iserbert's not even in the NHL anymore, but I guess I'm gonna be him on <laughs> one of those types of deals. You know what I mean? The entire roster of the Red Wings was different, but I had yeah. this ninety-two roster on NHLPA ninety-three, so um. You're like,
1: wait, Phoenix doesn't have a team
0: <laughs> It really was. It, was. it was it was one and my cousin Neil, who I shout out to to big Neil Callahan. We would play it all the time and we you know I remember him commenting once like, oh, you just got this. Like, like now, like <laughs> you just got Kevin. It's 1999 right now. Like you just got NHL 93. So.
1: See, you know, it was probably Santa opened up one of those candy canes. The M&M spilled the bottom of the fillet. They melted yep. and you know, the cartridge fell out, got stuck to the ground. You could see how that could happen.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking it was more like uh, St. Nick O'Callaghan sending Mrs. St. Nick O'Callaghan to, like, Mervin's or something the night before uh, St. Nick was supposed to show up being like, uh, Karen, I've got $18 in cash in my wallet. Get something for the kids. Oh, NHLPA 93. It's 1997. <laughs> it's it's the uh, all-check team. Did you ever get... That
1: no longer exists.
0: Did you ever get, uh... Like coloring books or comic books or or books in general in your stocking? Uh,
1: I'm sure I did. I don't have a specific recollection of it, but I'm sure I did.
0: So, again, talk about vivid memories. These were 80s and early 90s. Almost... Constant gifts that you got at like birthday parties or uh, you definitely bought them with your Scholastic Book Fair Money. I know you're going to know what I'm talking about, but the Mark and C, Mark as in marker, Mark and C coloring books, you remember those ones where you just got a singular marker and it was like oh. opaque with fluid in it and you yeah, scribbled it, it, over it just, the pages.
1: Yeah, it like colored itself.
0: Colored itself.
1: Yeah, but what a
0: no, you you had no artistic independence yeah, it's on like, that. You would just oh,
1: congratulations. You spilled water on a book. No in kidding. A picture,
0: but you couldn't use water for some reason. It was the special fluid in those stupid opaque markers that dried out after four uses. Yeah, of course it was. So I mean, most years I got one of those golden, you know, those little golden books that you get for kids. It was oh, yeah. golden mark and see coloring books with the one marker. And I would just, I mean, I'd rip that thing open. My Batman, the animated series, Mark and C coloring book, just rifle through it, color the pages. And by like the third page of 12, the marker was dry. (laughs) What do I do with the rest of these? It says there's a secret reveal on page eight when Penguin never going to know. So I would always steal Megan or Katie's little mermaid Mark and C pen and finish my book.
1: It's a miracle that worked at all, you
0: know, not the same marker. Yeah, but the, uh, the Mark and C uh, golden books were always stuffed in the stocking by St. Nick and uh, comic yeah. books every once in a while folded over a comic book, which would just literally rip my heart out because it bent the pages of the comic book. Oh. And I was like, hey, St. Nick, really appreciate the gesture don't stuff this comic book rolled up like a stupid newspaper into my stocking.
1: Yeah, that just man, no foresight whatsoever. No, he
0: he. The, Saint Nick never picked up on the fact that by the age of five, I knew what graded comic books were supposed to look like. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, look, he
1: he is a miracle worker, that Saint Nick, but he ain't perfect because you know if you're going to bend comic books and you know stuff in there some mark and see mark and see what a rip off this thing is like that's just not a that's just that that's a that's an error there's no other way to say it it's an error on santa's part
0: did you ever get any downers in your stocker your stocking like like some well
1: that's... i wouldn't say a downer but so there was this weird thing in my childhood, when everything had to have the kid's name on it, you had to have stickers with your name on it. You had to have pencils with your name on it. You had to have jerseys with your name on it. I I got this thing, and I actually found a picture of one. I never knew what they were called. They were called people patches. Wow. And they were just like, you'd find them at like the counter at a retail store the little trinkety things and these were patches that you're supposed to I don't know sew or iron onto your what I don't know coat sweatshirt something and it was the most (laughs) puff the magic dragon like great space coaster looking 70s thing it's got like rainbows and lightning bolts and it's like Kevin and I got that one year and I never used it I never put it on anything but I kept it, and I found it recently, and it's now hanging up in uh, one of my display cases.
0: So, so it, can it be sewed to fabric?
1: I I can't remember if it was one of the sew kind or if it was the iron-on kind. But yeah, it was supposed to go on like everything else. It's like, hey, kidnapper, call me by my first name. Uh, I you know that's just the way it was back in
0: the day. So let me ask you this, and I'm I'm getting a little. Uh... Angry is a strong word, but I'm getting some bad feelings about this whole situation because you haven't converted that into a polo shirt or a t-shirt yet. <laughs> For what reason? I, uh
1: well, it could be the whole visual
0: appearance of it. Okay, well, it's I don't
1: the safety factor. Uh
0: I don't care about your feelings. I want you, by the end of 2023, to take this patch and go to Impressions, if that still exists, on Cherry Hill and Outer Drive and Dearborn, and have them sew your Rainbow Puff the Magic Dragon self-identification name patch onto something that you can wear so I can see it.
1: It may have to happen.
0: Okay, I think it has to happen. It, it,
1: it does have a very prominent place in my display case,
0: uh, on top of, uh, my Peter bankman fig, so. Okay, well, that might be the only redeeming quality of what you just said right there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one year getting a, uh, I got a three-pack of, like, rolled-up briefs, and, <laughs> oh. and, uh, <laughs> so we had a real fire pit at my, like, Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. Were, were they at least, like, underoos with, like, you know, Batman? Or no, something
0: they or weren't, or something? like, like G.I. Joe underwear, you know, or, like, I what? literally. You
1: just got whitey tidies in your
0: stocking? I reached into my stocking, and so we had a real fireplace at the house on, on Merrick, and uh, it was eventually replaced with one of those fake, you know, gas lit fireplaces. But for years, we had actual fires in the house controlled. Sure. Kevin, I legitimately tossed those underwear into the embers of a fire. <laughs> Out of sheer disgust of rushing to my stocking, looking for chocolate and goodies, and finding three pair of rolled-up Sears Hanes Whitey Tidies.
1: That is so bad, because not only is it a monumental disappointment, it's also about as... Insulting and embarrassing if somebody could suggest that you need
0: Kevin. It was like <laughs> it was like putting an employee on a performance improvement plan. Like <laughs> we're working towards firing you, um, and this is just part of the formal process. So just be on this performance improvement plan until like the end of August, and we're gonna let you go. Yeah,
1: it's like okay, in two weeks' time. You're going to be getting some coal. Let's be clear about that. But in the meantime, let's take care of those skid marks. Wow.
0: Like, hey, St. Nick and your mom were doing your laundry and saw the amount of yellow spots in your briefs. So we need to replace those things. Here you go. Happy St. Nicholas Day. It was awful. I just I literally tossed them in the fireplace. And I'm like, I don't care what what happens to these. I don't care if they start on fire and roll out of the house and burn this house down right now with everyone inside of it. Absolute disgust <laughs> and anger. Briefs from you. briefs St. Nick. Kidding me with that? Get out! Miss me oh. with all that. <laughs> Awful. So St. Nicholas Day, grand oh, tradition. On,
1: let, me show, let, me, let me show you one really
0: quickly. For, yeah, let, yeah, I, I got to see a visual. On, here.
1: on a happy note, on a happy note. So you said how when – uh, one year you, you found that there was something you had forgotten yeah. in the bottom yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a, a Butterfinger. Yeah.
0: Like I was, so, it was like a, I was like a, uh, I don't know, a Butterfinger, uh, Butterfinger, you know, Christmas bell yeah. or something like that.
1: Right. It was a, it was a good surprise, right? So, but that was a good surprise when you were getting your stuff out to set it up the next year, which is the time of anticipation. The inverse of that is the worst time of year, taking down the Christmas stuff. Mm -hmm. It is such a downer. It is such a hassle. I hate everything about it. Sorry to use the age word. It's fine. However, one year, as I was helping my parents put away our Christmas stuff, I think it was in first grade, I took down my stocking and I was rolling it up on December 29th or whatever it was, and I felt something in the bottom. I had not gone to the bottom of that foot and a half, two foot. The side. boot part. In, in the boot. The, the boot toe. part. Yeah. Yeah. In that part, I reached in and pulled out a sweet, like three quarter t, uh, tr- bi you know, like uh blue sleeves, white background return of the Jedi shirt.
0: Oh my gosh. It was, oh, it was awesome. It was such a cool shirt. It had Darth
1: Vader and Luke Skywalker battling in front of the emperor's throne. And, like, it, it was such a great surprise, because I, I was down, I was depressed, like, oh, Christmas was over, and then, boom, there's this one last little treat, man. It was like Ralphie finding the finding the BB gun in the corner behind the desk. Behind you know
0: the desk, I mean? yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah. Kevin, is that not the childhood version of finding a rolled-up 20 in the laundry?
1: Yeah, it was, wow.
0: exactly. That's, I mean, you ended this thing on a high note that just blasted me off into Christmas wonderment. <laughs> Hey, Kevin. It is December 1st. Why, why don't you look over there in the bottom of your stocking? <laughs> right. Look at this shirt. <laughs> yep. All right, man. Uh, this was just, this was our St. Nicholas episode preview warm-up to the Christmas content that will come in the month of December. The plan on the show, we're working this out with our staff, which we've added a couple new staff members due to our popularity in New Zealand. Uh we're going to do a lot of Christmas content in the month of December. Uh, as always, it's super helpful if you share it. It's super helpful. It, the algorithm loves the Q&A. They love the comments, the feedback, all that stuff. It just, I don't know, it makes a huge difference in where it gets shown. And then whenever we put something up on Instagram, if you heart it or if you share it yourself, it drives traffic to the channel, to the, to the program, and... uh we're doing really well. We got our year end summary from the analytics department at Spotify and uh we cracked into the top one hundred of hobbies. Uh so now now I know the follow up question is gonna be are there only one hundred and one <laughs> hobbies podcasts the yes. on spot <laughs> the answer is yes. So we are we are not the worst. We are the blurst. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: blurst of times.
0: The blurst of times? Um, so yeah, it's just uh, we're sorry we robbed you of a of a episode last week, but uh, hopefully this one's fun. Hopefully it fills your ear stocking with some some fun, and uh, we'll be back next week. Kevin, I always do this during the C- the sisson. You have a big day ahead of you uh, this weekend, and I will allow you to have the last words on this podcast. You're not going to allow me to have anything. I'm bigger than you and strong, but I will allow you to have. <laughs> The last words here. Let it rip, baby.
1: Well, uh, it's been an excellent regular season on the Gridiron. I regrettably, well, somewhat regrettably, have to go to a concert tomorrow night uh, of my own choosing. Uh, Proto-Martyr, one of my favorite bands, um, playing at the Majestic Theater. So, I will not be able to see the Maze Blue contend with the Iowa Hawkeyes live. However, as has been my mantra over the last multiple weeks of this crazy season, I'm going to let the kids on the field handle it.
0: hmm mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's a great strategy. Uh, you just reminded me, though, of one thing because of your concerto, concert uh, statement. I myself will be uh, attending a concert tonight with my wife for our anniversary. And it's an ex-girlfriend.
1: Yeah, it's
0: awkward, but that's okay. Uh, I will be seeing Miss Mimi, Queen Mariah, and she'll be laying down some hotness on all of her Christmas tracks. So if you see somebody on the 11 o'clock news getting forcibly removed from the stage at Mariah Carey tonight, it's probably me.
1: Well, she does need her backup singers to hit those high notes these days, so I know that you're there for a reason.
0: She's so beautiful. Still love her. She'll always be my baby.
1: She's forever your girl. Amen. Kevin Watts.
0: As you know, man. As you know, man.
1: I love you, buddy. Love
0: you. Talk to you. Peace out. Bye.